All right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com Can't Cancel Me Studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi. My guest this morning, as uh, as with on most Tuesdays, is Miss Therese April with DarkHorsePressNow.com. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing this morning? You know, I feel like I'm dragging a little bit, but it's just, you know... It's it's just Tuesday. It feels like Monday. <laughs> yeah. So Sunday night, I woke up at three in the morning, uh-huh. and I did not go back to sleep. Uh, yesterday was just a blur. Yeah. I just wanted it to be over, and finally it was. And I doubled up on sleeping medication, and then some. Right. And got a good night's sleep last night from about ten thirty to five thirty. Very uninterrupted for the most part. Yeah. With the exception of old man bladder. And, uh, <laughs> You know, is that so, like, are you calling it old man bladder as a proper noun or are you saying you have an old man bladder? Uh, I, I, I'm, well, I don't know. But <laughs> either one would apply. Either, either one means you got to get up two or three times to right. to pee. So other than that, slept great. Feel a lot better this morning. Good. And uh, like I said, yesterday was just a blur. But uh, so, Tris. Yes. Did you see, are you still driving up a two-door Mustang? No, I, I traded it in. Did you see where some poor girl in Jackson was getting her rental car repoed? Her rental car? It happens more than you think. Uh, people are going to rent cars and not return them. Oh. She was getting her rental car repoed. They got it up repoed, repoed, mm-hmm. got it up on the back of the trailer, and she tried to drive it off. Off the trailer? Off the trailer. I mean, I, if that ain't some big Ultima energy, I don't know what it yeah. is. <laughs> but it was a Mustang instead. Right. Oh, my goodness. If y'all want to see the photos of this, go to the Clay Edwards Facebook page, and they are up there. I'm going to scroll down here and show Therese, because I think she needs the the visual of this thing. Absolutely. There you go. No, girlfriend, no. No, you can't do that to that car. (laughs) But she did. Oh, but she did. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Richland Wrecker Service for sharing those photos. Yes, thank you, Richland Wrecker Service. <laughs> <laughs> Made my day. Me too. I mean, the, and the, the caption reads, when the rental car company wants their car back and you have not paid for your rentals, it isn't too smart to come out and jump in the car and then try to drive it off the back of the wrecker. People these days never fail to amaze me. I'm sure this lady is just going to be in court. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, talk about going from bad to worse. Right, exactly. And the thing that I don't get is, okay. She's so, fighting for a car that ain't even hers. Right. And, and like, do you think, like, I, how do you not think ahead on this? So even if you are successful. They, they don't they don't think. Right. Well, even if you're successful in Luke Duke in this car off the back of that, you know, wrecker. Then you're going to have a chase with the cops on your hands. And yes, you do. You are driving a Mustang. Um, and I have been in a police car, and I have chased a souped-up race car Mustang before. And it's the thing is, he still didn't win. You know, you're not going to win jumping in your rental car you hadn't paid for, driving it off the back of a wrecker. Even if you make it to the ground, you're not going to win. Y'all was probably chasing Stephen Alexander, but uh, <laughs> and I'm just messing with him. He's listening. Uh-huh. He's like, why are you always talking about Mustangs? Well, because well, I, I loved mine, but I, I traded it in on a man truck. Well, you know, look, V6 Mustangs, V6 Camaros, V6 Challengers, V6 Chargers, they're all the Nissan Altima of their of their uh, their current automobile landscape. 
Look, so. you know, I mean, we talk about Altimas, and one of my favorite dudes on TikTok is this officer that'll get on there, and he'll just start off with, clock me out, bro, and he'll tell a story, and usually there's an Altima in it. And the thing is, I drove an Altima for about two years, and it bored the crap out of me. So the people with the Altima energy, I don't understand what you think it is that gives you all this swag, because Altima bored me to death. Let me tell you, one of the best Facebook groups in the world is called Big Altima Energy. (laughs) And if you like to laugh at bad drivers. Yes, um, big ultimate energy. Go find it on Facebook. And let me, I submitted my first photo to it, a video to it yesterday. Okay. Courtesy of our very own Black Spring Break down here in Mississippi. Okay. Um, there's a girl naked twerking on the hood of an Ultima going down 90. A car pulls out in front of them. They have to hit the brakes. She goes tumbling from the roof to the asphalt. Skirt, skirt. Ouch, man. I was like, that, that's big ultimate energy. And you know what it's, you know what it's short for? Or what the uh, the initials are? B A E. Bay. Bay. Yeah. Okay. Bay drives an Altima. Look. Bay does drive an Altima. I have to go back to the lady trying to drive the Mustang off the back of the wrecker and ask you, why are you naked twerking on a car going down the highway, lady? (laughs) You know, like you're not going to win that either. Clock me out, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I say, ironically, Bay does drive an Ultima. Uh-huh. Um, let's see here. Unknown Texture says, I know from experience you cannot outrun those radios. Right. Yeah. No, you definitely can't outrun those radios. No. But yeah, that gave me, uh, I was able to kill two birds with one stone there. Uh-huh. Between a V6 Mustang girl sure. and big Ultima energy down at Black Spring Break. Let's take a phone call here this morning. You know, it's, you know it's going to be a good phone call when I haven't even given the number out yet. Right. All right. Hey, caller, you're on there. Good morning. This is Buddy. Hey, Buddy. Hey, and, Buddy. And for you, Miss Patrice, it's Santa. You oh, guys, that's right. You guys really don't know cars. First car I had was a 1955 Chevy with a 348 commercial engine in it. Nice. Oh. Then a 66 Mustang with a 289 Cobra kit and a Hearst close ratio four speed. Now we're getting closer to my to, to, to my to my okay. talk here. Nineteen sixty nine, Cobra, Mustang, mm. four twenty eight Cobra jet. Now we're it, talking. Yeah, it uh, uh, it had its at the drag strip. Now stock car turned one hundred and forty eight on the quarter. <clears throat> Come on down, young son. And let me tell you what, dude, it got like three feet to a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like my Tahoe. But I could cruise Shoney's and people thought I was cool. You well, know, you were. Ugly, I mean, even an ugly guy like me looked good. You, you know, you'd drive past the big plate glass window and look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been known to do that in my Mustang. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I, I love all these little four bangers and how fast they're, but they sound like, you know, a, a bumblebee in a fruit jar to me. <laughs> It's a great description. <laughs> you know, and I, the, all the mines, you know, it'd get a blip, almost quit. Blip, that's the way it, you idle. And I just, you know, these little sewing machines just don't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm not knocking. I've got a son that is probably one of the best race mechanics in the state. Yeah. And and tune one of those little four-baggers up. And I mean it, and puts knobs on it, and it will eat anything. 
Mm-hmm. But there's just something about one that shakes your whole person when it idles. No, I agree with that. I do. And and it's funny because when I bought my Mustang, it was an EcoBoost. And, you know, people can laugh at that if they want to. But um, when big, I bought it. I'm a big it, fan of the EcoBoost. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it flew. But the, it was I got in it, you know, and I was driving and I told somebody, you know, I got a Mustang. And they were like, Mustangs are loud. I don't hear anything. And I was like, you know, that's right. Why is my Mustang not loud? That kind of makes it feel like not a Mustang, you know? <laughs> well, my mother, I lived at the time we lived at Clinton's, and there's a long hill that went down to the road we lived on. We lived about, it's an old, old lady highway. We lived about a mile and a half off the road. And my dad and mother both swore she would wake up at night. She would hear me coming down that hill when I started shifting down. <laughs> And uh, for y'all that are not educated enough to know this, this is you young folks. It was thrush glass packs. Wait, what that, is? I remember those. Thrush. Yep. Was a, and let me tell you what they were. Also, we had people do things like pour water in a hot muffler to crack the insides of it so it would uh, uh, sound louder. Oh, jeez. Glass packs. Glass packs. I know it was a cop named Highway Patrolman named Roy Wright gave me a ticket for glass packs. <laughs> <laughs> and laughed when he did it. Of course. You know, and so but look, I enjoy it. Miss I Mr. Reese, I watch your your news feeds a lot. I get most of my news and Clay, I love it when you just giving them hell for no reason. <laughs> well, there's a reason. <laughs> Incompetence is the reason. Buddy, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. Yeah, buddy. I want, I want to uh, volunteer for a dirty duty. When they get ready to flush Jackson, I would be glad to pull the handle. <laughs> well, stand, be on standby because it's bound to happen sooner rather than later. Well, you know, old Joe Klein, he's doing the best he can for an incompetent. Mm-hmm. I doubt the guy, and this is going to date I doubt he could find his way out of a phone booth. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Unless, unless there was a dollar waiting. Oh, yep. Yep. oh yeah, no doubt. Put a dollar on the end of a on, on the end of a fishing line and just pull him right on out of town. Well, look, you guys just keep giving it, and uh, I keep watching your stuff. And Clay, I don't call much because I like to listen. Have a great day, y'all. Thanks, Thanks so much, buddy. <laughs> Man, he's a great guy. He plays Santa every year all yeah, over the place. He does. And, I mean, is the best Santa I've seen. Yep. Well, you know, look, I, I like Buddy, but I'm a little partial to my dad. He's Santa also. I didn't know your dad was also Santa. Yep, I, I've never seen your dad be Santa. Dad's been doing it for 30-something years, too. Great. Him and Buddy, probably the best. I've seen Buddy. Yeah. Yep, they, they, dad's winding it down a mm-hmm. little, you know, but um, he, he enjoys it some. He does some private events that he still does. But I mean, he did it at Bass Pro from the time it opened up to a couple of years ago, and they kind of let they got another company kind of handling it, and there's they're scheduling more Santa, so it's less hours, and the juice ain't quite worth the squeeze that it once was. Yeah. But I mean, you used to go over there and get fifty dollars an hour and work the whole day, and I mean, you know, made five six hundred bucks. Right. You know, it's it's worth throwing on the throwing on the gear and going and doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's you know you'll get four or five hours, and they breaking it up in shifts and giving everybody their their cut, and you know, it's yeah. like. Eh. Yeah. The best is 150 worth it. I I worked as a radio salesperson um 
It was a big mistake a million years ago. I think I was about like 22 years old. And the best fun I ever had was dressing up like Ms. Santa for a veteran's party at the VA, basically. So went out to the VA home in like a Santa, the top of somebody big's Santa suit. And, um, you know, just, just talked to the the veterans and, you know, handed out candy and stuff like that. And it was just really the most fun that I've had at any like promotional event, you know, around Christmas time in my career, even though it was not a job that I liked at all. But that part made it worthwhile for that day. Uh, We got a a funny unknown text here. This is from Richard. Uh, Four arrested on their way home with weed and guns. from the Black Spring break in a Nissan Altima by Florence PD. Again. Big Altima Energy. Big Altima Energy. Uh, Richard also says, Therese with five or six hearts here. I could listen to her all day. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. All right, look, let's take a break real quick. Try to keep it on schedule today. Come back. Let's talk a little Jackson trash. Oh, go, boy. Finally, after two weeks, it's over. Are we talking garbage trash or just trash trash? Both. Okay. Both. All right, we'll be right back live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios with Therese Apel of DarkHorsePressNow.com right here on 103.9 WYAB. Hey, guys. Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service. Blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Hey, man, look, they got two locations, one in Ridgeland. I'm sorry, one in Madison right there on Ridgecrest Drive. That gets me every time. Mm -hmm. And then one in Pearl right there at Fairmont Plaza. You can go out there and you're going to get your first week free. I mean, come on. That is a great deal. Oh, yeah. I can't think of too many other things that you get to do it for a week free before Mm -hmm. committing financially. And then when you do commit. You're going to get 20% off by saying, hey, I heard it on the Clay Edwards show. 
And now you guys, maybe, you can't beat that deal. You, you really can't. And now you may be sitting back there saying to yourself, "Well, Clay, I, I'm too old. I don't want to roll around and try jujitsu." Well, Kim Wade does it in his sixties. Yeah. I mean, coming off almost almost losing his life last year. Yeah. You know, being in the hospital for a long time, back rolling on the mat. If Kim can do it, anybody can do it. And that ain't no knock at Kim. I'm just saying, if you're 30, 40 years old. Uh, no excuses. And I'm kind of talking to myself here, giving mm-hmm. myself a little pep talk. Yeah. I'm looking at the man in the mirror as I say these things. Well, and, and ladies, let me tell you why, you know, you might think you don't want to be down on the floor rolling around. One of the most important things I learned during the time I was taking Brazilian jiu-jitsu is that if you are being assaulted in the way that we probably don't want to talk about on the radio and that there's somebody between your legs you are actually in a power position. Mm-hmm. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu can teach you to control that moment that for most women, we tend to think we are at our absolute most vulnerable. Guess what? No, you can actually learn how to subdue that guy from that position. Yep. And that gives you time to, to get him down and get away. Get him in a rear naked choke? Well, Is that, is that, what, is that what that would be? Like if, he's, if y'all are belly to belly and he's mm-hmm. in between your legs and you get his head in between your... Well, well, it's it's more about him. what you do with your hips and your legs. Yeah, you know, as far as like maneuvering that around, because if if you can, it's hard to describe on the radio without sounding really weird. Sure. But yeah, it's it's way more about your hips and legs and how you control the lower half of your body so mm. that you can maneuver around to get into that position, or potentially so you can just get him off you and get away. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That's a great, great, great uh, example right there. Very much worth doing. Well, look, here's some good news. You can learn how to do that. That is jujitsu at its finest right there, and that is being taught by Chance Shepard, who's a Hoist Gracie black belt. Yep. Then they have women's only kickboxing. I'm sorry. They have women's only self-defense as well as uh, kickboxing aerobics, so fitness kickboxing. If if you're just tired of getting on the treadmill or tired of running or tired of some of this other stuff, fitness kickboxing is going to be a hell of a way to go oh my gosh it's so fun it really is and look even better than all that parents no better way no better sport to get your kids involved in in this day and age as society's going to hell is kids jujitsu get, mm-hmm. get them trained early it's going to teach them self-confidence uh bully prevention all kind of stuff man it, and that self-confidence often keeps you from being bullied i mean when you exude confidence there's a lot fewer people who are willing to mess with you now it's going to help teach them a mental focus too yep you know they always say like you know in these karate style and jujitsus and stuff it's a lot about mental focus having the ability to be a killer mm-hmm. but having the self-restraint not to yes exactly you know you can go a long way in life knowing knowing when to hold them and when to fold them right right <laughs> and that's i mean to me that's been the most important part of martial arts for me yep. All right, well, look, that's Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. They got their Madison location at Ridgecrest Drive, and they have their Pearl location at Fairmont Plaza. Go to GracieSouth.com for more information. First week free, then 20% off Twenty percent off after that if you're a Clay Edward Show listener. All right, Therese. Yes. Let's see here. Let me go to my notes. Oh, yes, Jackson Trash. Jackson Trash. You know, I was I was talking to uh, Sean Yorktron. He's my right? favorite. He's my favorite ex attorney out there. I was talking to Sean like you know, yesterday. He texted me at the same time I got the notification that the trash debacle was over for now. Right. And I was like, man, I said, I, I said this is going to sound terrible. I was like, I'm almost disappointed. It's given us such great show content for the last two weeks. But then I said, but I am kind of tired of talking about it. Yeah. Like, okay, two weeks of trash talk. And uh, kind of mocking and memeing <laughs> Jacksons. You get what you vote for. You voted for trash. Now you got it literally. Right. 
You know, so I mean, the jokes go on and they write themselves forever, mm-hmm. and they'll treat this like it was a big civil rights victory and all that nonsense that they do. They'll be singing hymns and doing all kind of nonsense. And uh, but Jackson's trash is going to be picked up. Of course, it had to be settled, pretty much settled by a judge, which he didn't do it, but he told him to go work it out or he'll do it. Right. And uh, it got done for twelve months anyway, so they got a year to figure out a way to screw this thing up and make no mistakes. In twelve months, the trash talk will be back. Oh yeah! I mean, it will be another debacle, and I—I I mean, they're going to have to figure out allegedly how to pay off these guys that voted no, give them what they want, grease their palms, you know, or it'll be the other company coming back in to do it. Yeah. You know, so it'll be—it's uh, going to be fun to sit back and watch, and I can go on and mark it down. One year from today, we're going to have some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Again, we'll just—we could really just replay the. You know, the recordings. Yeah. I mean, look, and I'm going to be honest. There's a few people in Jackson I feel bad for, you know, that didn't vote for this or they're old or whatever, you know, that having to deal with it. But yeah. generally speaking, the people, the 93% of people that got up, got out and voted for Chalkway, I hope y'all's trash is overflowing. I hope your driveway smells like crab legs. <laughs> I do not care. I, I don't I have no empathy or sympathy for you. I think the thing that I have heard a lot is just that there are a lot of people that did vote for him the first time, that didn't the second time, and that there are a lot of people that just honestly voted for him because he was the incumbent. And uh, and so I want to preach what I preach every election, even though we're not quite at an election yet. Um, just do your research on who you're voting for. I know that's asking for a lot. You people don't like to do anything but look at Facebook, and even then you don't read the post all the way through. But the fact is... Like, you've got trash in your driveway because you didn't do your research or because you decided it wasn't what you were hearing. And that's another thing. You know, the world right now, we would rather believe that what we think is God's honest truth as opposed to, like, maybe I should look into that and see if I'm right. And, you know, in a world where everybody likes to tell you that the more education you have, the more of an idiot you are or things like that. You know, I think we need to start actually assessing the fact that each individual one of us, no matter how much education, no matter where we live, no matter what color we are, no matter who we are, we're not as smart as we think we are. Any of us, especially y'all. So there. Well, I mean, <laughs> and when I, I say y'all, I'm talking about all y'all except me. <laughs> well, you know, here's here's the thing, right, Tris? Right. I mean, I had to throw the right in there. That's what the mayor does at the end of every sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, so look, this is the Clay Edwards show, right? <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you mentioned about uh, how how educated or not we are. Mm-hmm. I look, it ain't no secret. I'm not. I don't have a whole lot of education past about the tenth grade, other than uh, School of Hard Knocks, as my white trash companions like to say. Fair enough. You, you go on Facebook. What, what school you go to? School of Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- but that's true. I've got a lot of you know street education. I was going to say street education counts too. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's just about and your if, college degree. Oh no, no, I know. And I'm going to make a point to that because you look at all these. Overly educated idiots running the city of Jackson. Sure. With their, my GED is worth more than their diploma from wherever it is. I don't want to pinpoint any one particular school, Jackson State. But um, they clearly are not qualified for the job and do not have the ability to get the, keep the water on, mm-hmm. and they, they can't blame the water on, on on the pipes. It ain't even a pipe issue. That 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 is what it is. We give everybody the benefit of the doubt on pipes. That was a staffing issue. Yeah. That was a uh, incompetence issue, the trash incompetence issue, uh, mm-hmm. police incompetence issue. What they're doing to the police department. Unfortunately, though, the incompetence part, yeah, that may fall at the level of the workers who are in that place or whatever. 
Um, no, but it comes from the top. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, that's it's, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, well, and the thing is, it's laziness, too. Like, if you're not going to worry about who you hire, you're asking for these problems. You know, if you're going to bring in whoever to do whatever at the water plant, I've heard horror stories from those people that mm-hmm. have not hit the media yet. And, I mean, when I tell you that these people that were running the water plants did not do anything. No, I mean, I'm telling <laughs> you what, people, it's going to be like a Camp Lejeune lawsuit. Yeah. At some point, based on the nastiness out there. When they brought in these people from out of town to help with this, they felt like they were in a museum. Yeah. They were like, oh, my God, this is like some stuff that you would see in a museum. And they, I mean, they were actually amazed that some of it still worked or didn't work or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, they didn't even learn how to work water stuff on this old equipment, if that make any sense. A million years ago. Yeah. 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 Let's, uh, let's listen. This is on WLBT last night. Um, this is the city leader saying they do not see this as a victory. And I figure we'll kind of mock and narrate this a little bit. <laughs> News for you tonight. Your trash will now be picked up once again, starting Wednesday. This comes as city leader. Do, do you think Howard Blue, you know, like uh, Mr. Journalist, Mr. News Anchor guy, thought he'd be leading the story at some point in time with your trash is going to start getting picked up again? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Leaders plan to vote for an emergency contract allowing Richard's disposal to once again haul away that garbage on your curb. Figure size Quentin Smith is following this developing story. He joins us live. Wait, hold on. They didn't bring out investigative reporter CJ Lamasters Masters for the garbage stuff? I mean, he was probably working on something much deeper about the garbage stuff. Yeah. CJ's the one that pulls all the deep, dark details out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But tell us how you, how everyone reached a compromise. Yeah, Howard, so I want you to think about this. 17 days, that's how long Jackson residents have been without garbage pickup. Many of them forced to bring their trash to dumpsters like the ones you see behind me. And you can tell from this overflow that many people brought their trash here multiple times a day to drop it off. I like how they call people just throwing their trash in the middle of a parking lot overflow. Right, right. No, trash littered. Right. That's, that's pretty called, much like you didn't even try to get it in the dis- the dumpster because it's full. So yeah. you just put it next to the dumpster. Well, this goes back to this uh, entitlement of people like this. When you give them nothing but government handouts all the time and they're just entitled. It's like women driving their car off the, the rental car off the back of a, <laughs> of a, you know, damn well, that woman that drove her Mustang off the back of that tow truck probably threw her trash somewhere, too. I mean, she's in Jackson. So logistically, that would probably track. Okay. But the good news is this may no longer be needed. After the mayor and city council reached this agreement, trash is expected to be picked up once again in the capital city starting this Wednesday. Uh, we are pleased. Outside City Hall. However, I think it's most important that we express gratitude uh, that the residents' trash will no longer be on the ground. Mayor Shoquake. Gratitude? How they pay to have it not sitting on the ground. Look, I love how politicians like take the problem that they created and they're like, we're so glad that this is resolved. And like, dude, you guys are the ones that did this. It was like, it's like Tate Reeves taking credit for lifting the uh, mass bans and mandates and all that. Like you put those in place. <laughs> you, you shut down those businesses. Right. Don't congratulate yourself for opening them back up. Mm-hmm. And Tralamumba expressing that this isn't a victory for neither him or the city council, but he is happy to express that people living in Jackson can now have relief in knowing their trash will once again be picked up. We're pleased that there is a resolution that does not lead to people having to deal with um, 
a health concern in their homes. Uh, a the flying bullets around here ain't enough. Right, and it would have been a health concern caused by him. Him and his insistence. I tell you what. I hope my girlfriend loves me as much as Chakwe loves Richard's disposal. <laughs> That's right. Health concern on the streets of Jackson. And so we're grateful that we can now turn the page in a sense. After being at odds on who to award a long-term garbage contract to, the mayor and city council have finally reached an agreement on a temporary solution. It is a one-year uh emergency contract with Richard's disposal. Uh, the council was able to reduce the cost about $160,000 a month from what they had presented to us last week. Attorneys for the council, mayor and Richard's disposal were in talks for hours coming up with a compromise. A compromise that allows residents to once again have one of their basic necessities, one they've been without all month long. I want to know what the compromise is. Did they go down to one day a week pickup? See, because they're losing them over a million dollars, right? At a hundred something thousand a month. Mm-hmm. So I bet you that compromise is um, single day pickup. Yeah. The next step is to put your garbage out on your regularly scheduled garbage pickup date. My understanding. I do not like that girl. I don't know who that was. Angelique Lee. Okay. The city councilwoman, and it ain't because she's a female. She's actually an attractive female. It's because. She allegedly lied about living in Jackson, lived in Madison. Everybody just kind of looked the other way, mm-hmm. you know, because that's who they—that's who—that's who Presidential Hills wanted to represent them. Be damned, rules be damned. Yeah. Then I shifts around, calls everybody racist, and goes right out there and sits at the uh, Grip and Grin event in Madison with all these people. She looks, she calls racist during the week, and then goes and hobnobs with them. Oh, politicians make me so sick. And she, I'm just singling her out, but they're all the same thing. I mean, it, it is frustrating when you see somebody who claims to have everybody's best um, interest at heart and they are doing nothing but um, advancing themselves. But yep. that's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. I think is that part of their, their strategy is that they want to get the wet garbage first. Uh, that doesn't mean go ahead and start putting your refrigerators and your, your couches on the side of the road. Let's go ahead and get the wet trash out of our house first. And then they're going to strategically uh, work on getting everything else. We knew that the, the, the best thing for us to do was to compromise. Uh, and as my colleague Grizel so wealthily stated, was, you know, and he said to me several times, put the people in the front of your mind and let's, let's figure out a way out of this. All right. Let's pause. All right. We got to take a break real quick. We'll be right back live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios with Dark Horse Press Now's very own Ms. Therese April. Right here on 103.9 WY Necessary. All right, so we've hit Jackson Track. And we're saving something good for the second hour, guys, uh, like a, a little investigative reporting type sure. stuff that I think y'all are going to find pretty interesting and probably going to piss you off a little bit. Probably so. Uh, about a, a, a two-time convicted murderer getting out for right. some for some murders that happened right there at Shallow Park in Brandon. Another failure by the parole board, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I live a block away from Shallow Park. Right. So that already, look, I know it was 20 years ago, but uh, that already creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> Thinking that dead bodies were found in barrels a block from my house in, mm-hmm. in God's country. Mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about that without giving away too much. So that's going to be the second hour. Third hour. I mean, not third hour. Right now. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little relationship stuff. Okay. Yeah, we were just having a good off-air conversation. Well, let's, let's quasi-bring that on air without names. Sure. Absolutely. What? 
what do you you're, you're you're in the dating world yes i'm in the dating world yes um a problem that i'm running into is old flames hers or mine or whoever's right multiple old flames uh rearing their head and and, and trying to cause trouble whether it's a uh, a guy sending four in the morning yeah uh, snapchats or it's a bartender in town um making really really awkward situations more awkward than they I have to be I don't believe she's a bartender anymore which is the good thing I did but. get that news she's no longer yes. a bartender you know so and and and, the, and these things are both and I get the bigger question here yeah these things are both out of each other's hands right like you can't control somebody who's acting like a total psycho towards you yeah and <clears throat> like it, but but how do you approach that i mean do you just have to tune the person up like hey leave me alone i think if it gets extreme obviously there are legal things you can do i mean yeah. you know you can file a restraining order or cyber harassment or things like that um but i want to say too because i mean it, it needs to be said ashley banfield is one of my favorite national journalists and i've been on her show a bunch and i met her in person and she remembered me so oh my gosh you know how that is when a celebrity remembers you yeah, i remember you talking about this. yeah so i love ashley banfield and at one point, I was somewhere with um, another group of journalists who were kind of from all over the, the place um, because of a national story that had come to Mississippi. And I said something to somebody. They were talking about something. I said, oh, do you know Ashley Banfield? And he was like, no, but my buddy does. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's my favorite. And he's like, well, <laughs> you know, when she was at a local market, you know, she and my buddy kind of. <laughs> huh. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, yeah, he said she's wild. I was like, all right, so how long ago do you think that? local market was 10 12 and, years ago i mean maybe 20 years ago yeah you know it's like you're looking at a woman who has built this fabulous career she's established herself as as one of the you know top journalists in the country whether you watch her all the time or not and and the fact is some dude somewhere is still bragging about oh yeah i had a fling with that one and you know why probably because she's famous and what i think Clay, in a situation like we're discussing when it comes to your visibility or my visibility or the fact that people know our names sometimes outside of our friend groups, I think sometimes these people who are, you know, who the relationship did not work out with, um, I think they're just name dropping. I think they're just grabbing for attention on your coattails. And unfortunately, they have a little bit of a platform to do it because they can make it all salacious like that. Yeah. And it's trashy. And I, that was kind of what I chalked it up to. I was like, you know, I said, I don't know why this girl's acting like this. I said, I think it's kind of got to do with, you know, we, we had a fling in the 2000s. Yeah, like and, 13 years ago or something. Yeah, and I was just a, <laughs> I was just a, a just another guy. You know, nothing right. wrong with that. I mean, yeah. I'm just a bar owner, whatever, bartender, that kind of deal. And, you know, you fast forward 13, 14 years, just in a different place in my life. Right. And I think that. It, maybe she's mad that she doesn't have the opportunity to do that now. Sure. You know, does yeah, that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't, it sounds arrogant to say it like that, but I don't know any other way to articulate it. Yeah. You know, then that, that's got to be the, um, she definitely wouldn't be the choice now. No, 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 yeah. no, she's not. She, if, if 26 letters in the alphabet, mm-hmm. she ain't one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. So, but that, but that's life. And I ain't even mad. I did, but it just it gets to a point where it's disrespectful. Yeah, and I think to me, when it comes to those situations, you know, I had a youth pastor a hundred years ago, of course, when I was like in junior high or high school, that said, "Don't date somebody you wouldn't marry." 
And of course, through my life, I have mocked that. I have, you know, whatever like that. Like, I mean, how do I know if I'd marry him? You know, that kind of thing. But I think there is something to that. Now, as an adult, years back, if I had a teenager, I would be telling them, don't date somebody you wouldn't marry. And this is why. Not the whole, like, you might fall in love and get your heart broken. But like, this is why. If you don't have the respect for them, if there's not that, you know, I can trust myself with this person through thick and thin forever, you know, what that means is, also, if it doesn't work out, guess what? They're probably not going to spread your garbage everywhere. And that's well, a Jackson joke, too, I guess. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the thing is I've got you have to have lived some life to, oh, yeah. to understand what I'm about to say. And I know you have, Therese. Mm-hmm. As you get older and, you know, and you party a lot and you have multiple partners and this and that, and you date a bunch of people, however you want to say it. Right. You're going to end up in really awkward situations um, where your buddy may now be married to that girl. Yeah. And you're at the house and... It's just going to be awkward. It ain't got to be necessarily, but there's always going to be that. Right. That little weird thing. Or maybe you're not getting invited to your buddy's house because he ended up marrying one of your flings or exes Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's just small towns. And don't make no mistake, any of these towns around here are small. Well, and the thing is, this state is small. And I'll tell my worst story. Not not my worst, worst story, but it's a funny story. Um, back in 2014, the guy that I had dated for a while, um, and I found out later he was dating another girl the whole time. Well, he married her without telling me and it was very traumatic. So on, you know, in the same week that I found out that he had gotten married and he had not told me, um, I went to the bar with my girlfriends. And of course the whole thing was just feeding me shots all night long. Well, there's an attractive guy sitting at the bar and I am not somebody who goes up to, to men, you know, I, I let them come to me. So I wander over there. I start talking to him. I end up sitting in his lap, taking all these pictures. He tells me his job that I won't put out there because it narrows it down a lot. And I was like, no way. You're too young and hot to be that. And anyway, made a real donkey out of myself. And then later on, I had to call him about a story. And so I was like, I mean, we're talking about like a year later, I I had to call him. And at some point I said, look, this is really embarrassing. I don't know if you remember. And he was like, I remember exactly who you are. And he had been laughing at me the whole time because here I am trying to be professional and talk to him like a professional. And he's just remembering the dumb drunk that was sitting in his lap. In all fairness, I had a reason, you know, that I was acting like that, but it, it was ugly. And, and, no, never again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's just you, you'll have that on big jobs. Yeah, <laughs> you have that on big jobs. My buddy Josh Gilder used to say that. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for hour one. We got a whole another hour to go with my friend and yours, Trez April on Dark Horse Press. This is the Clay Edwards Show. And rules when necessary. Hey guys, tonight for dinner, why don't you break some rules and go out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's right there at Phantom Mart. Ooh, we ate there the last Riz. night. It was, was it so good? good. Yeah, or night before last, one way or the other. It was Either really way. good. They open daily at four right there in Phantom Mart. They got 12 different frozen daiquiris. On, no, I'm sorry, nine different frozen daiquiris on tap, 12 different specialty pizzas, or you can just build your own. Or if you're confused about which specialty pizza you want to try, I think this is great, the Willa Flavor. You can try up to three different specialty pizzas on one pie and decide if that's the one for you or not. Right. And uh, that's how I discovered that the pig, pig, pig is was, your favorite. was my favorite. And, and, uh, and what's funny is just listening to you say it always makes me laugh. Pig, pig, pig. Pig, pig, pig. Pig, pig, pig. pig. Mr. Piggy. Mr. Piggy. That's me. Um, But yeah, check it out, man. But hey, look, so much more than just pizza. You know, we all got kids that uh, may or may not like pizza. Mm-hmm. Get them a hamburger. 
good fries. They got this new kind of like loaded nacho concoction, but it's on French fries. Yes, yeah. I saw that the other day. That looks really, good, really good. Chip's good at stuff. Chip is good at creating different kind of bar foods. Right, and I know. mean he has done a great job. There's, I mean. You could go there six different times and pick six different things, and they're all good. Yeah, and they'll customize stuff for you too. They're yep. they're creative. You got an idea? I mean, I don't want to put their feet to the fire here, but you know, within reason, if you got an idea you want to try, they'll they'll probably try it for there you if they're not is. busy. Yep. And uh, don't forget to try out their dynamite balls. They're great. It's cream cheese wrapped in pulled pork, which they smoke their own site. This ain't no frozen pulled pork. Mm-hmm. They deep fry it and they drizzle it with some uh, barbecue sauce. Probably, I think, Sweet Baby Ray's, but don't hold me to that. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's really good. Give them a try today. Available for walk-in, I mean, for dine-in, carry-out, or delivery on all major food delivery apps, including locally owned Take-A-Break Deliveries. And if you, use, you, if you use Take-A-Break Deliveries, use all caps promo code CLAY601 for $5 off, which pretty much covers your delivery fee. Therese, we got you about go. 10 seconds here. We'll be right back at the top of the next hour with a very sad story out of Rankin County coming your way on the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9. Hour two of the Realist Show on the radio, your daily dose of reality radio. It is the Clay Edwards Show live here on 103.9 WYAB. We are live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. You can be sure to check out all the podcasts, shirts, social links, hats. I don't think there's any hats available, but shirts, stickers, all that. It's available there at ClayEdwardsShow.com. Com. And uh, I do have a, have a listen live link there, too. I just kind of hijacked from WYAB.com. So mm-hmm. if, uh, if you need to listen live during the show or to any of the other hosts here on 103.9 during the day or evenings, you can uh, go there go there as well and right. uh, listen live. Got links to all my YouTube videos and everything. So it's just a lot of it's kind of like a one stop shop for all my Save Jackson stuff. Right. You know, social links, all that is there. So appreciate you guys checking that out and uh, subscribing to the podcast and the subscriber numbers up. The podcast downloads are through the roof. I appreciate everybody for doing that. We've got some uh, big announcements coming soon for some new sponsors that we've been working on. I appreciate everybody who stood up and fought against cancel culture and people who reached out and said, hey, cancel culture be damned. We want to be a part of the Clay Edwards Show. Right. And uh, we've got some big announcements there coming. You guys are really going to be excited about some of these partnerships. And, <laughs> Y'all really uh, are. Like that's It's going to be interesting to watch how the reaction is because it's going to be a big deal, I think, on that one especially. Yeah, because when you get people who don't care, yeah, they, 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 their brand is, uh, come at me, bro. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know? So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And hey, look, and I'll say this. You know, I ain't got no hard feelings, man. These... These these folks, man, who reach out and want to be a part of the show, and then they get they get some smoke that they didn't really prepare for. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm just appreciate. I'm appreciative. It's better to have lost it love than to have never loved it all. Right. Exactly. You know, ain't ain't no hard feelings, man. I mean, I know y'all can figure out who ain't on the show anymore. It, it ain't it ain't the local people boots on ground fault, man. Don't punish them. Yeah. Uh-uh. You know, I I would never say boycott them because they didn't advertise on the show anymore. We ain't about that life here. No. So uh, <clears throat> we appreciate them for the time they were here. And uh, who knows, down the road, maybe they'll be back. Right. Well, and and let me put this out there. If you're one of those people that goes around and tries to get people canceled, um, and you're one of those people that, you know, makes up stories about it or that takes things out of context or that decides that something completely innocuous that somebody said is now the most offensive thing you've ever heard, and you assign to them all these beliefs that you think that they have because you've decided without talking to them who they are. I'm just going to tell you that Jesus doesn't like that. 
And and as a matter of fact, there are verses in the Bible about bearing false witness and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, maybe when you go to church, you just dress up fancy and that's how you like to look for your friends, like you're the biggest, most godly person ever. But I tell you, you get in his word and you're going to find you've got a problem. And let me say this. If you think you've heard the most offensive thing I could possibly say... Stay tuned. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I, I will I will keep you on the edge of your seat with that one. All right. So this segment is going to be brought to you by one of our ride or die sponsors here. Yes. And that is Guns and Gear. I love Guns and Gear. I know you do. I, I, I like making sure I read Guns and Gear on Tuesdays for sure. Yes. So they sponsor our text line, 769-241-1944. I do have a bunch of texts from you guys, and we will get to them mm-hmm. towards the end of the show. So keep them coming. Phone line, 601-879-00. Zero two is of hey the phone line sponsorship is available too if you want to hear your business name as much as guns and gear here's theirs yep the phone line sponsorship is available uh i, I do require a 12-month commitment on those type things but you can reach me clay at wyab.com so speaking of guns and gear <clears throat> home of no limit ammo mm-hmm. they've got their deal of the day which is just always something fire Oh, yeah. I'll just pull it up here right now real quick. Yeah, you get on their Facebook, and they've always got something really great each day um, that you can check out, something one of a kind sometimes, you know, things like that. All right, so, uh, and right now, they do have the the big ammo, ammunition cases, the big cans available. And uh, look, I've got a couple of these at the house for my ammo, obviously, mm-hmm. but there's so much more you can do with them. You can be, they can be a speaker box, lunch box, battery case, cash box, store precious metals and coins, toilet paper con- container, <laughs> uh, food storage. I mean, you can do so much with these things. 72 hour bug out kit is way more than just ammo boxes. So get over there and grab one of those and hell, I'll throw you a clay Edward show sticker on it if you want it. Absolutely. Uh, they got all their guns and stuff. Check them out. Tons of tons of tons of options available over there. Tons of accessories, gunsmithing, seracoding, all that stuff. And let me remind you too that this is a locally owned business, and we like to talk about that a lot. But you know, I, I've known Hunter for a hundred years, and um, maybe not that long, but it felt like it. Um, but long story short, when everything went down over in Rolling Fork, um, the first thing Hunter did was go get all the all the water at Costco. I think. Um, it was seven pallets. I think it ended up being like 13,000 bottles of water or something crazy. Um, loaded up on his big old truck and drive to the Delta. And uh, I talked to him a couple times while that was going on, you know, about kind of where to take it and who to talk to and that kind of thing. And he was just hell bent. He was going to get it there um, because he wanted to be a part of things. And that's who you're supporting also when you go to Guns and Gear is people like that that are there not only to sell to the community, but to be a part of it and to help the community. Absolutely. So check them out. You can shop them online. Gunsandgearms.com. All right, Tris. Yes. <clears throat> let's go. Let's jump into this. I got an email last night from a lady. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll be honest, I get a lot of stuff that oh, comes yeah, me at too. me. Yeah. And and th- this one kind of jumped out at me. She she made it. And let me tell you what she did to get me. She actually wrote up. She didn't just send everything. She wrote a quick little paragraph giving me the, the bullet points of what happened. Yes. And I was like, okay, thank you. It took a minute to read that. Piqued my interest. Let's go to the rest of it. That's the best strategy if you're trying to get a journalist. Don't just send me a YouTube link. Don't just send me 15 pages of court documents. You know, tell me what it's about. And that's what she did because I, I got an email like that, too. And she yep. did a good job making that clear. She does. I want to thank Miss Jana for that. Um, so let's see here. I'm just going to read the press release. Okay. Kind of bring everybody up to speed. Uh, Mississippi, Parole Board, 
Mississippi Parole Board sends notification of murder's release to family of murder victim. Uh, in 2001, James Williams III killed his father, James Williams Jr., and his stepmother, Cindy Lassiter Mangum Williams. Their bodies were found a week later near Shallow Park in Brandon. In 2005, James Williams III was convicted of both murders and was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences with no possibility of parole. However, on April 22, 2021, the U.S. Supreme Court passed a ruling that people under the age of 18 would not be allowed a life sentence without the possibility of parole. With this Supreme Court decision, the families are now required, and talk about punishment, yeah. the families are now required to go to the parole board every year to keep a convicted murderer in prison. In the subsequent years, the family and mother's friends have voiced disagreement with James Williams' third release, either by letters or in person in front of the parole board. During these face-to-face meetings, the family members were promised Williams would never be paroled. On April 15, 2023, Mrs. Williams' sister, Brenda Rankin, received a letter from the parole board stating that James Williams III will be released for parole around May 16, 2023. Mrs. Williams' family did not receive notification of a hearing for the parole for the parole hearing. Therefore, no family members appeared before the parole board to protest his release. Mrs. Williams' family vehemently disagrees with the murderer's release. James William III's motivation for killing his father and stepmother was for financial gain. He presumed by killing them he would inherit $850,000 in life insurance benefits and more. His first attempt to kill his father and stepmother was by poisoning them. When that did not work fast enough, he shot them. Then he put their bodies in a trash bag inside a Rubbermaid container and hid them in a wooded area near Shallow Park in Brandon, Mississippi. James Williams III is a cold-blooded killer that has never shown an ounce of remorse for the murderers or subsequent devastation that he created for their family. Stated uh, For my family, stated Zeno Mangum, son of Cindy Lassiter Mangum. We are concerned not only for our personal safety, but also for the safety of anyone who may come in, come in contact with this psychopath. Mangum continued. And we don't have much more to go here. That's why I just want to read it all. Yeah. Mangum continued. I am, I am so upset by this whole situation. I mourn the loss of my mother and her husband. She was taken from me when I was only 20 years old. She was not here for my wedding or to have the opportunity to meet my children. They never had the chance to know what a wonderful person she was. Our family has suffered her loss for the past 20 years. Mangum said it, it is confusing why he or other family members were not notified of the parole hearing and why the state board that assured the family just a year ago that Williams III would never be released has reversed their decision. Having to go before the parole board every year to keep a person in prison that committed two horrific murderers and received two life sentences is cruel to the victim's family. There are no rights for victims or their families from the cold blood from this cold-blooded killer. We're asking Mississippi we're asking the Mississippi Parole Board and any public officials to help keep this murderer in prison where he belongs. If you have any questions, please contact Zeno Mangum. I'll get y'all that, that information. Um, you know what? Uh, Fred Shanks is my representative out there in the Shallow Park area. So I will be reaching out to Fred. I don't know if that makes a difference, but uh, we will definitely be. I will be in contact with my representative. Right. And, you know, I was going to say, I know there are a lot of politically connected people that listen to this show because y'all have told me. And here's the deal. This is shameful. Um, as a matter of fact, 
when I was writing for the Clarion Ledger, when I was at WLBT, every time I'd have a story where somebody who was let out on parole turned around and did the exact same thing, at the time there was someone on the parole board that would call me, and he never wanted to go on the record. He never wanted to be the one who said it out loud, but he'd be like, well, the thing is, he wasn't actually this, and he'd give all these apologetics for the parole board. But let me tell you something, parole board, and I have friends that are on it. I mean, I, I there are people I respect very much on the parole board, but... This is not a case where you didn't know what this guy was and where the family stood on it. If these families are going to have to tear up their own lives and go through incredible emotional trauma every year to come in and say, well, the guy who tried to poison my parents and then actually shot them and then put them in a Rubbermaid container is supposed to be out. And I just want to come back and say that I'm against it. And it's, you know, you have those records from years past. You have that on record so many times. There is no reason that they're not showing up because you didn't tell them should be the reason that now he's going to walk free because guess what? It's not just that one day he shot his parents in the heat of passion. He tried to poison them and then he shot them over $850,000. And while maybe that sounds like a lot if you're under 18, we all as adults know that there is no amount of human life that's worth that. No, I didn't I didn't drastically change from 17 to 18 and learning what was wrong and what mm-hmm. was right. I didn't wake up one day at 18 and said, nope, now I know all right in the world. Right. You know, if I was a killer at 17, I would be a killer at 18. I don't know how old he was. It doesn't say in here how old he was right. when he committed these crimes. It don't matter. Well, and the thing is, too, yes, people have dramatic transformations in prison, and I will not argue that. But the fact is, if he gets to walk free after that, because say there's somebody that says, oh, he's a whole different man now. You know what? Everybody's going to pretend to be a whole different man in prison, and it happens regularly. That is why we hold them accountable for what they did in the moment they did it, not necessarily what they become in the meantime. This is evil incarnate. It is. When when you were that young and you think to poison somebody for insurance, then that ain't working. You say, like, this ain't going fast enough. Let me get the gat. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the only thing that would have made this story any worse is if he had dismembered them to put them in the garbage can. Right. And we don't know if that and, happened or not. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, not sure if that happened or not. I mean, this is a sick, sick psychopath. Yeah. And you don't go to prison to get better in Mississippi, unfortunately. Right. And if if you want to ask if he's okay to be out, I want you to think about somebody who was deranged enough that they could put their parents, their dead parents that they killed themselves into a Rubbermaid container. I mean, it's just the the. The inhumanity of that. And then you send him to prison. And for the last several, however many years, he's been learning new tricks. And I'm not saying, like, I don't know him. I might sit down right now and have a conversation with him and think he's a great guy. But the fact is, again, it comes down to the parole board. People, you knew who he was. You had it on the record how the family felt. Do a little bit of diligence. And, I mean, y'all would tell me to do my research. You would say it's irresponsible for me if I write a story about this without knowing the facts. What are you doing when you turn somebody loose who's been up for parole every year? Meanwhile, I bet you all $300 in my wallet mm-hmm. that there's drug dealers sitting in prison right now Oh yeah, for much longer terms with no, with no chance of parole. Right. You know, but this guy ki- legitimately kills two people. Right. I mean, in a very gruesome way. This wasn't no accident. This wasn't a drunk driving deal. This, uh, it wasn't like he got mad because whatever yeah. and did it in the I mean, this is heat of passion either. Capital murder. Right. I mean, this premeditated, be premeditated, planned, yeah. the whole thing. The whole, yeah. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. We'll stew some more on this. If you want to chime in, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 879, I'm sorry, 
241-1944. We'll get to some of your texts also on the other side of this break on the Clay Edwards Show with Therese April. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends at Lakeland Glass and Tent, where quality matters. That's right, right there on Lakeland Drive and on Flowood Drive. If you need your home, car, or business windows tinted, give them a call, 601-946-1000. They're using Expel. Try out that ceramic tent, man. It's going to help keep the heat out. It's worth the extra money. Um, They're also... Of course, you know they do auto glass. So if you need a windshield or any other glass in your vehicle replaced, Lakeland Glass and Tent. It's in the name. That's their Lakeland Drive location, the OG location right there in Rankin County in Flowood. You can't miss it. If you're going uh, east on Lakeland, it's right there on the right, uh, right, uh, right, not too far after you cross over the bridge there. And did you know they also do vehicle wraps? So if you want to turn yep. your vehicle into a rolling billboard, Lakeland Glass and Tent is the place to do it. And they use Expel uh, vinyl too and that's top of the line it don't get no better than that and then they offer ceramic coating on top of that for an extra added layer of protection right which i highly recommend ceramic coating i'm a big fan of it mm-hmm. uh so check them out lakelandglassandtent.com or 601-946-1000 that's lakeland glass and tent where quality matters tris yes i've got a little more updates here on this post okay these are from several state representatives good good uh, the first one, Chris uh, Kaufman, says, this is, my, this is my email to the parole board in regards of the release of James III, James Williams III. It is an absolute travesty, not just that he is getting released, but now the family, the fam, sorry, but how the family was notified and not given an opportunity to speak at a parole hearing. Yeah. I have also contacted the lieutenant governor's office. Representative Price Wallace has contacted the House leadership and our friend Brad White has contacted the governor's office. My prayers are with my friend Zeno and his family. And here's from Price Wallace, who's a buddy of mine and state mm-hmm. representative down that way. I have spoken with Speaker Gunn and have also spoken with Governor Reeves about the situation of parole of the parole of James Williams, who was convicted of murder of his father and stepmother. It is a shame that the family was only contacted by a letter that apparently no one has seen. Hopefully, the parole board will rescind the parole, and Zeno Mangum and his family will have the same peace. I also know that Senator Kaufman, Mangum, sorry, Senator Kaufman has been in talks with his contacts on his side of the Capitol to try to get some of the same outcome for the family. This guy should never see the outside of a prison. So, Chris Chris Kaufman is, a, is on the Senate side. Price Wallace is on the House side. Yeah. And they are both working it as high as they can get. Uh, maybe we can raise a little hell, praise a little Dell, you know, get some normies involved here on the Clay Edwards show to call your state reps, call Price Wallace, call Chris Kaufman, call Fred Shanks. And I only mention Fred's name because the murders happened right there, right yeah. there, you know, in the middle of his district. So let them know. Well, we, we and, don't, we don't want this guy back out on the streets. And let me ask this too. And, and again, this is not aimed at anyone in particular, but part of the reason that I've lost a lot of faith in politicians is because there are things that are very important. Um, Anthony Fox's situation to be one of them, where we have gone to every politician we know, and they've all said, yeah, yeah, I'll look into it. I'll take care of it. I'll talk to so-and-so. We're going to do something. This is going to be my personal mission. You know, and, and frankly, I know y'all say that because that's your job is to get votes and whatever. But there are people out there that are actually hurting. And, and the help you can do yourself by actually stepping up to fix a problem 
rather than just telling everybody you're going to. I mean, it's it's exponential to the hurt that you're doing when you when you don't do what you say you're going to do. And I guess the thing is, I'm coming from a place of kind of humility here when I say I kind of don't believe that politicians do the things that they tell us individually that they're going to do. And I, I need this to be different on these rights for the families of people who are brutally murdered. And then their murderers are put back out on the street because of some political reason. You know, if if they didn't get the letter, I mean, there should be checks and balances here. This, this shouldn't be a situation where now we're having to call politicians. The parole board should have done what they did. I mean, I mean, shouldn't have done what they did. The parole board should have have done better. And in addition, if we've got an antiquated system that is sending letters and not doing follow up, if it's not a certified letter, you know, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of things in place here that are messing up. But politicians, as you talk about how you're going to talk to so and so and you're going to do this and that, I'm asking you step up and please actually do it. And I'm not saying that any of the ones mentioned would not. I'm just saying, please do. Uh, you know, how often do we hear about these people they get out and recommit crimes. Oh, it's all the time. You know, no, I mean, look, I am all for rehabilitation. Me too. Me prison. too. Yeah. Not, not for murder. No. I'm just going to be honest. You know, if, if, if it's clear cut case of, of murder like this, mm-hmm. I mean, he was guilty. It ain't no DNA later to find out it wasn't him. This dude did it. Right. Rotten hell. You know, you, you can get, get your life right with God in, in jail, work all that out. When I say rotten hell, I'm just referring to jail. Stay in, sure, stay yeah. in jail. You know, get your life right, whatever. You can make amends in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. You do not deserve an opportunity to to get right out on this side of the walls. Right. And I think it was it was in Texas, and I don't know if it was the 70s, 80s, 90s, but my dad was a prosecutor, and I remember him talking about this. There was a woman named Carla Faye Tucker, and she had been involved in a murder, and I don't know the details of the case. But it came down to she had a, a – huge transformation in prison you know she became a christian she started to preach to the other you know um prisoners like she by all accounts was not faking she had had a miraculous transformation but when the time came the governor still had to decide to execute her um you know whenever everybody's begging at the last minute please don't she's a different person now he had to decide, no, she still needs to be executed, and it's not because she's not a good person now. The fact is these are the laws of our land, and if I make an exception for her miraculous transformation, how many others are we going to have to do this for because we have now set a precedent? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I mean, I realize there's arguments against that if you want to argue against it. There's arguments for it, but if you want to go on logic and rationality, it was – probably in some opinions, including mine, the right choice because, you know, that's the situation. She's dying for what she did, right. not for who she's become. Right, exactly. And yeah. unfortunately, there are mistakes that you make that, that set your life on a path forever. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I look, at least she knows, you know, if she's right with God, mm-hmm. she got a VIP pass to heaven. Yep. You know, if she's not, she didn't. You know, you, you you can't set the president of well, if you kill people and we give you the death penalty. As long as you get in jail and that right, you know, we'll, we'll change that. Right. Yeah, I, I'm a supporter of the death penalty if all the evidence and you've exhausted. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of the appeals process. I don't think there should be some fast track to it. Sure. You know, as long as the appeals have run out and the legal system ran its course, whatever. But you still got that. You still got that death penalty waiting on you. Yeah. Once you know, some things are just too egregious. Families need. 
their uh, their closure. Right. And to kind of bring it back home to this situation, I mean, this guy, there's no reason he yeah. should be paroled. Yeah. You know, to the one you were just talking about, the other one in Texas there, the Carla Ray. Mm-hmm. You, you make an example out of her. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, yeah. and, and you show people like, it doesn't, we don't play here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how good of a citizen you become afterwards. You you you, you F around, you mm-hmm. find out mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think the thing is, when I said that about you make decisions that set your life, I mean, that's everything from like having a child mm-hmm. to starting a business to, you Dropping know, out of school. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm not judging the fact that this happens. I know people who have killed people and, you know, I we're all sinners in our own right. But the fact is, when Jesus said, render unto Caesar, he was talking about the fact that God set up a government for a reason mm-hmm. and, and we're to follow those rules. Although, I mean, you know, of course, that leads to a whole nother philosophical discussion that we can skip. But the, the fact is, this guy, he killed his parents in cold blood and put their bodies in a Rubbermaid container. And nobody told his family he's up for parole after he's been up for parole a hundred times. And they didn't show up and the parole board set him free. Can we trust our parole board if they're just going to set people free just because the family doesn't know about the hearing? And the parole board, these people are appointed these positions by the governor, correct? I think mm, that's how that works. I'm not sure how that works, but I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So Tate Reeves, we're looking at you. Where's that? Where's our Anthony Fox pardon? And why are killers being put up back out on the street? Right. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards show. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live in the Clay Edwards Show Cancel Proof Studios. That's right. Can't cancel this. Can't cancel this on 103.9 WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at How About Take a Break Deliveries. We uh, gave them a little plug earlier there talking about Acme Pizza, but uh, Take a Break Deliveries, man. Hey, so much more than just food. You can get beer and liquor delivered, too. Oh, yeah. I wish they had existed when I was in college. I'm glad they didn't. I wouldn't be here to <laughs> tell you about it. Probably me either. Oh, there's some, sometimes running out was a good thing. Right. But uh, yeah, look, check them out. Locally owned, veteran owned, locally operated right here in central Mississippi by Keith and his team. Great folks. Uh, Takeabreakdeliveries.com. Download the app from the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Just go search Take a Break Deliveries. And here's what's really cool. If you don't use the Clay 601 promo code for $5 off or you forget it, they de- they post one every day. They send an update. Here's today's discount code. Yep. Sometimes it's for $3. Sometimes it's for $5. But if you use that Clay 601, it's for $5. Yep. And, uh, man, take take advantage of that. And, look, man, get to know your drivers. You'll probably have the same one or two every time. And mm-hmm. that's a good relationship to have. Right. And, and the thing is, again, locally owned business, small business, um, they got started up a little bit. A little bit before I did, and then a little bit before you did, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you're going to see Keith, the owner, delivering the food. Yep, he was like, out Sunday doing it. Yeah, yeah. And what I love is that, you know, when you've got a, a big boss that's willing to still get in the trenches with his people, to me, that's a business that I want to support because I know they're putting everything they've got into customer service. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I joke around about it a lot, but they are the Chick-fil-A of customer 100%. service when it comes to food delivery. Yep. You know, that's the highest customer service compliment you can give somebody. <laughs> uh, they keep it up. We're going to be calling the, the take a break deliveries of. Right, exactly. Whatever the next brand of whatever is. Look, man, check them out. You won't be disappointed. And what's really cool is the overwhelming majority of their restaurants that are on their app 
or locally owned businesses too. Yep. So you're not supporting just one locally owned business, you're supporting mm-hmm. two. Yep. So really cool. And hey, and like I said, if there's a liquor store in your area, here's the thing about the liquor. There has to be a liquor store where you live in your zip code for, you know, like Brandon proper. Now that we have liquor stores, we can get liquor delivered, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> so on and so forth. You know, like I said, I don't think Pearl has got it yet. So if you live in Pearl, you have to wait until there's liquor stores in Pearl for you to get liquor delivered in Pearl. Sure. So on and so forth. But you do qualify for beer. Right. So uh, it's worth it, man. Hey, hey, plus, let's be honest here. I'm not sitting here advocating drinking and stuff, but this is what the advertisers pay for. And, uh, hey, I, I, I'm not I'm not scared to have a cold one myself, but I, I never advocate drinking and driving. Uh, and this is a way to avoid drinking and driving because what ends up happening is you're at a party or a barbecue or whatever. You're at the house on a Saturday night waiting on that late game to start. You've already had six or seven beers. Like, man, we just want a few more. We ran out, had an extra guest show up. Well, nobody wants to draw the shortest straw to drive to the gas station after they've already been drinking. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, people make bad decisions when they drink. Take a break and help eliminate those bad decisions and help save, help save people's lives. Yeah. You know, by bringing that to you and you just staying at home. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, again, I don't want to hear the argument from people talking about, well, you people shouldn't be doing this anyway. Well, you know what? People do it. Right. Here's how do we make it safer. Right, exactly. And that's what Take a Break Deliveries offers. Mm-hmm. All right, Tris. Yes. Um, we've gone knee deep into this parole thing. Yeah. And, and I got fired up there. <laughs> you have, and, and look, but it, but it's true, man. Uh, I, oh yeah, I got some text on the guns of your text line that okay. I wanted to get to concerning it. Let's see here, um, Steve. Uh, oh, real quick, happy birthday, Dustin Alford, forty three years old today. Happy birthday, Dustin. Grew up with Dustin, and he listens every day. So uh, shout out to Dustin, happy birthday. I believe your wife may have sent that request in, but uh, I, if I had looked at my Facebook birthdays, I would have said it anyway. So yeah, but, uh, but I didn't. And hey, look. I do not. I am not above doing birthday shout outs here. So if y'all will text the guns and your text line, 769-241-1944, let me know whose birthday, if it's your birthday, if it's your kid's birthday, they're in the car. Clay Edwards ain't above it. I know how cool it is to get to hear your name on the radio as a kid or whatever and hear happy birthday. So that is something I'll never get too too big to do. Yep. So uh, let's see here. Steven uh, text in. This is gold right here. Well, mm-hmm. like gold. It's It's very relative to what we're talking about. Right. Uh, he says, I remember this, talking about the murder, the double mm-hmm. murders happening. Because I remember this. We lived in Cannon Ridge at the time, which was across the street from Shiloh Park there. We went in those woods and saw the gloves and blood and other stuff left behind. He said, with two life sentences, why the F is he even up for parole in the first place? He took their life. We should have. We should take his. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you run them concurrently, is that same time concurrently? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you run them back to back? They do a lot of concurrent sentences, and I think it's just maybe to be realistic. You know, yeah. like you. He's not going to be in jail for 300 years. Right. Um, but that said, yeah, I mean, if you've got two life sentences, that should a be limit. your whole. You only have one life. There should not be a getting out of jail aspect of that. You ain't a cat. Right. I know a lot of y'all tra- dress up as furries and think y'all are, <laughs> but you ain't a cat dog. Right. Uh huh. Somebody texts us that Dustin Alford from South Jackson. Yep, that Dustin Alford. Byram, South Jackson, same thing. Uh, David chimes in this morning. All right, this is a little long-winded, but I'm going to read it because if you take the time to send it, I'm going to be respectful and read it. Sure. He says, uh, Clay, all that, all of that is a scam. The city council and the mayor are running the scam. City council and the mayor caused this, cri- caused this crisis. Talking so they about can, trash now. Yeah, I'm the, going back yeah. to trash here. Uh, they cause this crisis so they can get in it, so they can get it to this point. I believe that it's, it is self-inflicted crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, like who's going to bend first, who's going to get theirs. 
said uh, that emergency solution is needed. They wanted it to go before a judge to get an emergency contract. They are all getting paid out of that emergency contract, allegedly. As long as you don't announce you are joining the poor people's campaign. <laughs> yeah, I'm not joining the poor people's campaign. But a, a lot of those came in before we actually went live this morning. But uh, I'm just kind of reading it. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, unknown texture hates our CBS news breaks. Okay. <laughs> Touche. As do most people, but it's very hard to get those changed out. Right. Uh, if nothing else, they're they're dependable with their updates. They're just not reliable with their content. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, John says, will they, will they set up for opening bids from other companies? Talking about the garbage. Probably did contract because of lawsuits that already cost more than 160000 No, it's going to be Richard's. So that's all I know. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked how much for a year. I'm not sure. But I know they're saving $130,000 a month, but not sure about, you know, how much it's going to be. Right. So. Well, and what it sounded like to me at one point was that it may end up, yeah, they're going to pick up your wet garbage, but we may have a little while with a lot of couches and refrigerators on the side of the road. Yeah. Also, it's not going to start till Wednesday. I mean, they're going to have to, some of these streets and parking lots I've seen, they're going to have to come through with track with backhoes and. Right. And stuff and bulldozers or whatever. And I'm, I'm not a heavy equipment guy, um, <clears throat> but they, they got a lot of cleanup to do. This is not going to be. It's going to take two to three weeks, I would think, to get this all back right. So, what utilities are left? So we've messed up the trash. We've messed up the water. Well, they electricity. The, I mean, is that next? Well, that's. I don't think the city can get involved in that. That's energy. Okay. Well, then if it's energy, we're not going to have that problem more than likely. No, they're going to figure out a way to get their money. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're like the IRS. Mm-hmm. They're going to get theirs. If the IRS could somehow tie you paying your taxes into uh, your energy and cable and internet <laughs> bills, trust me, they, they would. I don't want to give them any ideas here because I'm right. way smarter than they are. Uh, let's see here. I have some more notes on some things. Hey, Therese. Yes. We got a few minutes. And... Uh, if you don't want to step into this, you don't have to. Okay. Have you been following this Bud Light stuff? Yes. Well, not. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm following it, but you can't avoid it. Yeah, you so can't yeah. avoid it. Do you think this is the first time that people on the right, and I'm anti-cancel culture. Sure. And uh, But do you think this is the first time people on the right have actually stood up and, 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 and stood their, kind of stood their ground on one finally and not back down a little bit? Like, it feels like. This one's working, if that's what you want to call it. Like, if you're, if it's a boycott, and they've lost $6 billion, and there's uh, country singers changing the words to their songs mm-hmm. to remove Bud Light, there's something more cultural happening here. This yeah. is past just uh, us right-wing echo chamber folks. Right. Um, this, this is getting bigger and bigger. I mean, I sat at the bar the other day somewhere, and I ordered a Mick Ultra, and the bartender says, you want me to put it in a cup? <laughs> Like, I was like, no, bro. I said, I, I'm supporting Southern beverage. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't care one way. Whatever. You know, this is what I drink. It is right. what it is. Unless you got a yingling flight, and most bars don't have that. So, does it? It feels like. And, and what I find funny about it, again, I, I don't support. I support people's right to do whatever they want to do, but I don't support cancel culture because, especially on a local level, because mm-hmm. it affects our neighbors. Right. However, if you want to support, if you want to cancel Bud Light, by all means, do it. <clears throat> But I do find it funny that now the left wing side are coming out and saying, "Oh, boycotts are stupid. Y'all shouldn't be doing this." Right? Y'all, it, this is a page out of your blueprint, out of your book. Oh yeah. This is page one out of left wing cancel culture tactics. Now we're doing what you do, 
And now it's stupid and silly. Mm-hmm. But, but so, so is it stupid and silly when y'all do it? Right. But you're so virtuous, not you, they, they're so virtuous that they just still think that they're standing on the right side of history or everything they do. Right. And so I have bullet points in my head to answer the th- several things that you just said. Okay. Number one, it depends on what you consider cancel culture, because the right has for years been able to stand. You know, the, the Christian right has canceled a million things. Now, that said, you know, a different different era, you know, a whole different era. Um, I want to come back to that when you get. Yeah. OK. So secondly, when you talk about um, canceling Bud Light because of this, I want to throw in there that it's not just people that are offended by, you know, the LGBT or, or any of those aspects. It's that this this particular Dylan, what's his face, her face, whatever it is. Oh, it's, but, a, it's a he playing girl, playing woman face. He's right. basically like doing a minstrel show. Well, and, and that's the whole thing. Like women don't like it. Like mm. It's making fun of things that that we are. And frankly, like, don't if you don't have these processes, like, please don't make them cheap because every one of us has to pay that price every month. The rainbow stuff does not bother me. If there's a rainbow on a can of pride can, so be it. It's putting a fake drag queen on a can. That bothers me. Well, and and even then, it's like it's just what was the point, you know? And um, and so the last thing, it was something you were saying about. Oh, are they? Yeah. So I read an article in the Huffington Post the other day, and the headline was, oh, the dramatic virtue of the easily offended or something like that. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to read this because I thought it was going to be about this whole entire country, how everybody's offended immediately. And this is stupid. And it was about how the right is stupid for being offended by this Bud Light thing, but did not mention all the other things that that the left is stupidly offended by. And so the fact is, guys, we had to take Uncle Ben and Angie Mama off of a pancake and rice. Right. To replace it with a white dude pretending to be a woman on a beer can. Right. And I think when it comes down to it, we all need to. And again, this is where I go to the place where it, it makes a lot of people mad because I'm objective. But if you're going to, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Like, if you're going to be mad that the right is upset about beer cans, then you have to be mad every time you guys get upset about something and cancel. You need to be mad about Barbie Bassett if you are mad about Bud Light. Absolutely. Let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the day with Therese April. This is The Clay Edwards Show, live on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show as we get ready to land the plane for the day, this last segment, uh, with Therese Apel with DarkHorsePressNow.com. Uh, Therese, I wanted to circle back to one thing real quick that you yeah. mentioned about <clears throat> during the cancel culture conversation was that the Christian right has canceled a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I hear that thrown around a lot, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but can you think of something off the top of your head that the Christian right canceled? And Because I was thinking it kind of running through my head. Because it seems like the the left has been culturally, anyway, pushing and pushing and pushing from that first gay kiss on Will and Grace sure. to these other things. And it's been all gas, no breaks since then. I'm trying to figure out what— Well, and, and if you go back further, I mean, through yeah. history, the church has had a ruling hand in the ethics of America. I am not saying that's wrong. Yeah. But I'm just saying when it came to the swing of power, the right has had it for centuries. Um, and, and in that, I'm not arguing one way or the other. historically. Yeah, historically, okay. we've had control. And until now, I, I mean, I say that as the church has had control. Now we're getting into territory where those ethics and morals are no longer the prevailing thing. Do you believe that this, and I'm just using transgenderism sure. as an example, do you believe this is becoming a, a religion of sorts? Even if you're not trans, but just 
these beliefs. I mean, it feels I like think the, wokeness has become a religion. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I know that word's kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Yeah. But it, it has. It's going to be woke versus Christian or this other religion. I'd Satanism. say woke versus traditional. Yeah. 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 It, it, we, we've got some tough times to come, and I recommend everybody get right with God. Chris, great show today. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank right. you. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, grow your know. Up next with Kelly's Greens. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.